Church, good to see everybody. God bless you. Y'all feeling good? Excited to be in the house of the Lord? Uh, welcome to the Rock Church. If I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, my name is Travis Gibson. I'm the campus pastor here at the Rock Church Point Loma, but I am also have the great privilege to serve alongside our campus pastors as our campus director, overseeing our locations and our campus expansion and all that God's doing in the county and uh, throughout San Diego. And so welcome if you're new. Come on, clap your hands. I don't know if that was for me. I'll take it. A couple of late clappers, I receive it. Hey, if, if you're new, welcome and God bless you. All of our campuses, San Marcos, El Cajon, City Heights, Chula Vista, uh, Rock Church, Oahu, everybody joining us online. God bless you. We love you right here in Point Loma. Let's greet one another, Rock Church. Say hello to your extended family. I uh, also want to just take a moment to say thank you and God bless you to all of our veterans that have served and are serving in our military. Well, let's thank all of our veterans. Yesterday was Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for serving us, serving our country. My, da my dad served 20 years in the Navy as a Navy corpsman. He was a medic and he served in Viet the Vietnam War and he was telling me a story just yesterday. Amen. Amen. He was telling, us, telling me a story yesterday how when he was in training and they were fighting in, in, in the war and they were in a bunker, he and another guy, one of his friends, Dennis, and he was new as a medic and, and, and the war is happening and bombs are, 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 are flying and things are everywhere and rockets are everywhere and his partner said, don't, don't worry, Wayne, my daddy's a preacher. We got this. And they jumped out. I don't know if that encouraged my dad, but I'm going to tell my son, don't worry, son, your dad's a preacher. Uh, we're, we're in our series entitled Heart for the House, and really th this is a, a series that's for, uh, for our house, for our church. I know every week we have new people that come, and so welcome. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for visiting our church. Thanks for coming. Thanks for checking us out. Um, and so this message is going to be for our, our home church, but I promise you this message will hit. This message will minister to you no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, no matter where you are as a visitor traveling on vacation, just trying to soak up some of that 77 degree fall San Diego weather. Come on, somebody. Out here playing like I need a long sleeve, and I don't. I don't. I don't. So glad you're here. Glad you're here. Uh, but hard for the house, when you came in today, everyone got an envelope, or you should have, and if you don't have one, you can grab one on the way out with a brochure and an envelope. A couple of things in the brochure, it highlights all the initiatives that we are committing our, ourselves to as a church that we believe God is calling us to, to step into, initiatives that are underneath our mission of helping people to know God, grow in community, and make a difference. And so take a look at that. Um, we want to make sure that we're raising up the next gen. That was last week. How many were here last week? Didn't they do a great job? Our young adults, incredible. The week before, Pastor Miles talked about that a heart for the house is a heart for reaching the lost. And we're all about evangelism. The moment that our church stops evangelizing the lost is the moment it starts dying. There's no one left to carry on the, 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 uh, the baton for Jesus. And so we're about evangelism, reaching the lost, the next generation. And today, I wanna talk to you about one of our, our initiatives called Kingdom Expansion. Everybody say Kingdom Expansion. Kingdom Expansion. Um, Kingdom, what's, a, what's, a, what's a, a kingdom? Well, I wanna talk to you from the message title, uh, the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is at hand, and the kingdom is simply any place where the king has rule and reign. That's a kingdom. Any place, any person, any territory where the king has rule and, and reign. And so right now, Jesus is in heaven. He's ruling and reigning. 
But over 2,000 years ago, God in his love for us sent his son and Jesus comes down from glory to live and die for our sins, to forgive us of our sins, but also to establish the kingdom of God in all the hearts of every believer and on earth. In fact, Jesus even prayed. He says, Father, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on what? On earth, just as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come. And then in Mark chapter one, Jesus makes an announcement, the kingdom is at hand. In Mark chapter one, verse 14, this is my anchor verse, it says, now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Let's bow our heads, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you today that we're welcoming your kingdom. We thank you that you sent Jesus down from glory to establish his rule and reign on earth just as it is right now in heaven, but also to reign in our hearts. So we pray that you'd minister to us today as we march through this idea of kingdom expansion. Use my words to edify and build faith in the room and faith in the church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Uh, any, any game night people at church today? San Marcos, Oahu, any game night people? A few hands, not, not too many. I'm not a game night kind of guy. Um, in my early 20s, um, I, I was living with a roommate and we would have the guys over sometimes because we didn't have any, no, no one had a girlfriend, so you know, we just kind of hung out together. Uh, no one had money, so we couldn't go out. And so one guy said, let's do a game night. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a game night guy, but they brought over the game Risk. The game Risk is one of those games that's like adult, it's like rated PG-13 version of Monopoly. It's just like that next level Monopoly. It's the game that never ends. It, it, it involves strategy. It involves uh, um, uh, planning, a little bit of, of cunning wisdom. Uh, it involves alliances, and so the game goes so long, you take snack breaks, and on snack breaks, you make alliances with people in the room. <laughs> and so we had five guys playing on this game night, and I'm not that guy, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just not that committed to the game. But I'm doing pretty well, and we went from five guys to four guys to three guys, and now my buddy and I on the snack break are talking about taking this dude out. <laughs> my first time playing the game, but I'm kinda getting good at it. And so we made plans to take out my roommate, who was already kind of like swole and jacked up on too much pre-workout and protein, and he just all bacon diet, and it was like a little, like a baby rock, like the rock, but a baby rock. <laughs> and so my buddy and I, we roll the dice, and it's my turn, and I'm the one that ends up taking his territory, and I take him out. And he takes the table, and he flips it. <laughs> he flips it. And so the game's over, risk is done. I'm like, praise God, because I was getting tired anyways. This game takes forever. But he looks at me, he's like, let's go outside. And I'm thinking, let's go outside, we live together. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is, we lived in the, the third floor apartment, and so the only outside we had was the patio. But it wasn't one of those nice patios that you have, it was one of those patios that, that only succulents can stay on, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was just, you stepped and we're here. There's the patio. And so here I am, and here he is, a little baby rock, a little Hulk, and, and he's, he's doing this. I'm just trying to hug it out because I'm a lover, not a fighter. And our other friend comes and, and, and splits us apart, and I'm just like, bro, I'm not that salty. I'm not, I'm not that guy with game night. I'm not that serious. But that's how the game goes. You take territory from the enemy. And as Christians and followers of Jesus, our mission and our mandate from God is to continually, without end, 
push back darkness, we bring heaven to earth, we expand territory, establishing what's called, look at me, the kingdom of God. We take territory from the enemy. And so I wrote this down, maybe you write this down. Kingdom expansion happens when we take ground from the devil and establish territory for King Jesus. Come on, clap your hands, that's good news. Kingdom expansion happens when we take ground from the devil and establish territory for King Jesus. You ever been to Costco? And you're looking for a spot, and then and there it is. But you see it, and so does the other car. But there's traffic, because there's always traffic, people trying to get gas at Costco, and there's always traffic. And you see it, and they see it, and the first person that gets there, that's their spot. And sometimes, what do you gotta do? Because the traffic's so bad, you, you, you send a passenger, go stand in the spot, anybody? That's just me? <laughs> Levi, go stand in the spot. I know you're six, but just do it. <laughs> you send a victim from the car to go stand in the parking spot, and they're sitting there just head with shame in their face. <laughs> this is my spot. I can't. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's the parking spot equivalent of licking the sandwich. Ah, this is mine. This is mine. This is my spot. The enemy loves to give you influence, but he doesn't want to give you territory. So when you get territory, you keep it. You hold on to the territory. And there's one person in the Bible who understands this maybe better than anybody. His name was Saul. Everybody say Saul. Saint Marco say Saul. Saul. He was a terrible man. Terrible person. He persecuted the followers of Jesus. At one point, he takes out arrest warrants to throw them in prison. He stood by and held the jackets of the Pharisees as they stoned a follower of Jesus. He's a bad man. But in Acts chapter nine, Saul encounters Jesus and he's radically changed and he becomes a vessel for the greatest kingdom expansion the world has ever seen. Why don't you turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter nine. I'm gonna read you the whole story. Acts chapter nine, verses three through 19. It's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts chapter nine, verse three, it says, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord, Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Then men traveling with Saul stood there speechless, they heard the sound, but didn't see anyone. They heard the voice of Jesus like Saul heard the voice of Jesus, but they didn't see Jesus like Saul saw Jesus. In verse eight, Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand in Damascus for three days. How many days? Three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord called him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. And Lord Ananias answered, I've heard of this dude. I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. Lost my spot, verse 14. And he's come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. 
But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He could see again and he got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul's a bad dude. He spends his whole life to this point persecuting Christians, assisting in the imprisonment and killing of Christians. And then he meets Jesus and he's blinded by this light and immediately that moment was the beginning of his new life. And no longer did he go by Paul, but soon he would be known as the Apostle Paul, arguably the greatest Christian ever to live. And Paul, filled by God's power, then goes and preaches from city to city, from town to town, from village to village. He then goes on to be a writer of the New Testament, and he writes 13 books in the New Testament. He's authored more books in the Bible than any other biblical writer. He goes on to plant churches all across the new world. He plants churches in Asia, in Europe. He planted the first Christian church in Antioch. In fact, the scriptures say it was at Antioch that the followers were first called Christians. That was Paul, Paul's faithfulness. He goes from Saul, encounters Jesus, and God uses him for kingdom expansion. We learn a lot from Paul's life. Concerning kingdom expansion, God chooses him. And here's what kingdom expansion requires. If, you, if we want to do it, if we want to be a church that just say, hey, here's what we're for. We want to be about expanding the kingdom. J Jesus gave us that mandate. Therefore, go make disciples of all the nations. All the nations. We want to expand the kingdom. Here's what it takes. Number one, kingdom expansion requires kingdom people. We want to expand the kingdom. We need kingdom people. God chooses Saul and he redeems him as Paul. God chooses you and me regardless of your resume or your background or your sins or your past experiences. I love in Matthew when, when Jesus is talking to, to Peter, similar case, and, and, and he says, and, and you, Peter, which means rock, on this rock, I'll what? I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't overcome it. Oh, wait a minute. What, wasn't Peter the character that at the cross, just before Jesus died, he denied him three times. That's Peter. But Jesus says, but it's on this rock I'm gonna build my church. Peter had a, a Saul life before God used him. But God's in the business of, of using people regardless of your background. God isn't looking for perfect people, he's looking for kingdom people. Or maybe you've heard it this way, that God doesn't uh, call the qualified, he qualifies those he calls. He's in the business of redeeming people, using them for his glory, and he calls us to be salt and light. I love Matthew 5, verse 13 and 14. It says, this is Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. In verse 14, you are the light of the world. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up pretty soon, and I just, I just know this, and I just say this with all love and humility, that somebody is gonna overcook that Thanksgiving turkey. And you're in the room. Don't look at the person next to you because they did it last year. I'm just telling you, it's gonna happen. Somebody is gonna just shrink, dry, vacuum, steal all the moisture out of that turkey. It's gonna happen. And the only thing that's gonna save that turkey is what? Salt and pepper. Just be over here, just, how is it? It's, it's, it's getting there. Let you know in a minute. 
More salt. Why? Because salt adds flavor. Salt gives flavor. And Jesus is saying, I want you to be the salt of the earth. I want you to be flavor for a hurting world that can't digest itself. I want you to be the flavor of love and mercy and peace. I need kingdom people to be the salt of the earth. I'm not looking for perfect people, I'm looking for kingdom people. Yeah, Travis, but, but maybe I can do that, but what about my salt life? I had, I had a past. Uh, listen, I, I don't know who needs to hear this today. Someone came to church just to hear this. God's chosen you regardless of your past. God's chosen you. He's picked you specifically. He knows your past, he knows your patterns, he knows your sins, he knows your burdens, but he sees you as a businesswoman, he sees you as a leader, and he says, I've chosen you to be the salt of the earth. I need you to add flavor to my people, why? Because I'm trying to expand the kingdom, and I need kingdom people to expand my kingdom. You're chosen. We need kingdom people if we're gonna expand the kingdom. Second thing we need is kingdom perspective. See, Paul was chosen, but then he's blinded by God, and he couldn't see for three days, and God wants to do that with you and me. He wants to give you and I a new perspective. And Chula Vista, God's trying to give you a new perspective. He wants you to see things that you've never seen before. He wants you to see the way that God sees. Romans 12, 2, this is the NLT. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God wants to change your perspective. He wants to change the way that you think so that he can change the way that you see people. Three weeks ago, we, we neutered my dog, and it was a, it was a rough day because he came home and he looked at me like, bro, what'd you do? And I don't think he knew what happened, but he just knew something happened. And he came home with the cone of shame. You know what I mean? And it's on the head, and, and he's just not sure. It's there so that he can't remove the stitches. And, 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 but what, what, was, what was hilarious, and I, just, I feel a little bit bad for laughing, was, was our, he couldn't see anything. He's blinded by the cone. And so he, he was tr- trying to get in his bowl, and he's, bow, he's hit, bouncing off the wall. And, He's hitting, hitting the, the, the chairs, and, and it was rough because he, he couldn't see. For two weeks, he couldn't see. And I remember the moment my kids were texting, can we take the cone off now? Can we take the, today's the day that, that Blue, that's his name, he's a little French bulldog, he, he gets his cone off today, can we take it off? We took the cone off, and you should have seen him. He was so quick. He was like, bah, 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 bah. he was everywhere. He was hitting corners, bam. He was hitting the corner like this, bam. He was hitting nuts. He was just fast. It was like he could see a different way for the first time ever. New perspective, fresh vision. God wants to do that with you and me. He wants to give you a fresh perspective, new vision, kingdom perspective. Instead of being mad at the person that cuts you off, you don't give them the finger, you give them the wave and pray. I don't give them the finger and the fist, I give them the wave and pray. That's kingdom perspective. Ah. Instead of trying to be a, a keyboard warrior in the comment section, just fighting battles that you got no business being in, just out here dropping ghost comments, let's see what happens. Boom, I'm out. Just reading all the comments, just watching all the drama. Instead, no, you try to seek to understand people's opinion. Why? Because I have a kingdom perspective. Watch this. If you want to shrink the kingdom, operate in the flesh. 
if you wanna expand the kingdom, operate in the spirit. You need, a, you need a kingdom perspective to see how God sees, to live how God lives. We're trying to expand the kingdom and just learn from Paul's life. And so God chooses Paul, takes him from Saul to Paul, then he gives him a kingdom perspective. He, he blinds him, he's got his sight back. And the third thing we need is kingdom power. Kingdom power, after he got his sight back, Paul was immediately filled with the Holy Spirit and God wants to fill you with power so we can do things with boldness that you wouldn't normally do. I got kingdom power. I got different power than I've had before. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, but not just to do tricks, not just to do fancy things. Why? So that you can be a witness, so that you can tell people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, in Point Loma, in San Marcos, in El Cajon, in City Heights, in Oahu, and on and on and on to the break of dawn. Expand the kingdom. Expand the kingdom. Uh, our, our executive pastor, Pastor Santiago, sitting right over here, good friend of mine, we were on our way to Alabama. We were flying with a group of, of pastors and Pastor Miles stayed back. And as we're sitting and we had just boarded, Pastor Miles checks in, how's it going? Good, we're doing great. We just sat down in the airplane and he texts both of us and said, y'all better get up and pray for the plane. <laughs> Remember that? And I wish I could tell you I did. But the truth is, see what happened, I had a seat by the window and I had already put my seatbelt on and I had got my earphones in and I had picked out my movie on the free movies in the headrest. And it, it was just wasn't convenient, but I wish I could say that, because I've seen those videos. I've seen them on Instagram, I've seen, I've seen them, where the, where the girl gets up and she goes, everybody, if I can just for a moment have your attention. Anybody seen those videos? In the restaurant, they get up and there's this boldness on them and they pray and, and they share the gospel. Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to pick out my movie. Nah, that's cool, we're just gonna try to watch Netflix over here. But I see the boldness, and you just know that God's power is in them. You, you know that that's, that's hard to do. But there's a boldness about it that allows us to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Why? So that you can expand the kingdom. So that you can tell people about Jesus. So that you can reach people we've never reached before. Lean in for this. Don't try to do spiritual things without having spiritual power. Don't try to do spiritual things without first having spiritual power. And if you and I are gonna expand God's kingdom, we gotta get it from God, that's the Holy Spirit. Kingdom expansion requires kingdom people that have a kingdom perspective, that are filled with kingdom power. Here's the fourth thing, we need kingdom places. Kingdom places. Some historians believe that Paul started anywhere between 14 and 20 churches. I've started zero. Pastor Miles has started one, and it's incredible. Apostle Paul starts anywhere between 14 and 20 churches across the modern world, first century world. That's God's heart. That's God's heart to send the gospel to specific places that he's burdened the church to reach. Romans 10, 14 through 15. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? Speaking of the lost. And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How can people who are far from God call upon him if they first haven't even heard from him and heard about him 
And how can they hear from him and hear about him if there isn't someone that's preaching? And how can someone preach if they first aren't sent? We, we gotta have kingdom places. Up until last year, the Rock Church was a church of five locations all throughout San Diego County. The church started in the year 2000. We went from San Diego State to Ruffin Road and many other places until eventually in 2007, God established this room that I'm standing in here in Point Loma in San Diego. And from here, God began a journey and we would eventually get to five locations until last year. And God began to stir in the heart of our church and God began to stir in the hearts of one of our pastors and his family and God did something special this year. I wanna show you this video, take a look. Aloha Rock Church family, my name is Mark Richardson. This is my wife, Crystal Richardson. I'm the campus pastor at Rock Church, Oahu. We started as a campus in February of 2023 and it's been amazing to see God moved through the church. We've seen people come to Christ. We've been able to minister to people with special needs and disabilities, people in prisons, the military, and more. And we're just excited for what God continues to do in the Rock Church in San Diego. So God bless you, church. And we are praying for God to continue to expand his kingdom at Rock Church San Diego. God bless. Isn't that incredible? God identifies a, a, a kingdom person and he gives them kingdom perspective filled with power and says, no, I have a kingdom place that I haven't been yet through your church. I, I wanna go to Oahu and so God raises up Pastor Mark and his wife Crystal and, and every single week they serve people. Dozens and dozens and dozens of people have come to Christ because of their faithfulness and because of God's power and God's call on their life. They serve the prisons, they serve the youth, they serve the serve community, they serve the military, they, they serve the, the people that are on the outskirts of society through Rock Church Oahu and because of your faithfulness to get behind that vision. And so, Pastor Mark and Crystal, God bless you and thank you for your faithfulness. Oahu, we love you, we're with you, we honor you, we celebrate you, we're proud of you. Thank you for your faithfulness, thanks for expanding the kingdom of God in Oahu. So now we're at six locations. But we believe that God has called us to grow. We believe that God is about a never-ending expansion of his reach to send his love and his grace. And God's doing it through the Rock Church. And so we, we wanna show you where we believe that God is taking us next. So I wanna show you this picture. This is a heat map. These are places that every single week there are large groups of people meeting throughout the state, meeting throughout the county, meeting out of state right now. There are groups of people that are joining us, a part of our online church right now in Phoenix, in Las Vegas, in Los Angeles, in Oceanside, Carlsbad, large groups of people that said, I love the Rock Church, I am the Rock Church. They're meeting in coffee shops, they're meeting in homes, they're meeting in, in small groups, they're meeting together, they're meeting at uh, rented out locations, all so that they could establish the kingdom of God. And so we believe that God's called us to get there. And, and our goal, and part of this, this $6 million goal for Heart for the House, there's a portion of that that is, is a, attributed to kingdom expansion. And so we, we believe by faith, and we'll see what happens, but by faith, I'm saying it out loud, that in the next five years, we wanna grow to 10 locations. We believe that God can do that. We believe that God wants that for us. We believe that God has that for the Rock Church and then you get to be a part of, of, of seeing that vision fulfilled. And so we're excited, but our, our first project, our new project, we've been really, it's not a new project, it's an old project, but it's our, 
Maybe our biggest one involves our Chula Vista campus. And I had the great honor and privilege of helping start that when it was Rock Church San Isidro many, many years ago, almost nine years ago. And now it's Rock Church Chula Vista and they have a beautiful community and they've been moving from place to place, from location to location, setting up, tearing down, setting up, tearing down, setting up, tearing down. And God has identified a location that we are negotiating a lease on and we are in the 11th hour of this deal. The, the, the presents are on the bottom of the tree. It's almost Christmas. I wanna show you this location right here. Here's a picture of the CVS Pharmacy in the Westfield Shopping Mall in Chula Vista. Come on, clap your hands and thank God. We love you, Chula Vista. God bless you. I love, I love the pictures, I love the parking lot, I love the area. If you can go back to the first one where it says CVS Pharmacy Imas. Now, I believe this is prophetic because CVS just means Chula Vista Sanctuary in my opinion. That's all it means to me. And Imas just means that we're gonna have a Spanish service because come on, they got a Spanish service at 1 p.m. So that's Chula Vista Sanctuary Imas in Jesus' name. Come on, by faith, clap your hands. We love you Chula Vista. God bless you. Pastor Nemo, we're with you, we're for you, we honor you. We believe that God has that for us. God wants to expand the kingdom. He's doing it through you, he's doing it through this church. But if we want to expand the kingdom, we, we first gotta have kingdom people. Are there any kingdom people at church today? He wants kingdom people. He wants to give them a kingdom perspective, fill them with kingdom power. He's identifying kingdom places, but here's the last part of the puzzle. We gotta have kingdom provision. We gotta have kingdom provision. We gotta have resources and money. Paul's ministry was funded by the churches and believers that believed in what he was doing. We can't fulfill God's vision for the church without first receiving provision from the church. We, we, we can't get what God has for us until we come behind it. And, and the leadership team and Pastor Miles and our church, we can have all the vision and all the dreams in the world, but you set the pace and the reach of that vision. We set the vision, you set the pace. The reach and the pace. In Philippians 4, verse 15 and 16, Paul's writing this to a church that he planted in Philippi. He says, as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the gospel, the good news of Jesus. I planted a church there. And then I traveled on from there to plant another church in Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me help more than once. You blessed me over and above. There are, there are followers of Jesus, there are Christians, there are churches that will not be a part of expanding the kingdom for the next generation. But I wanna take after what I see in Paul's life. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so we can learn a lot about kingdom expansion from his story. And he writes to the church and says, church, you, Philippi, you were our church. You believed in what we were doing and you gave, even while there were other people and other places that didn't. In fact, while I planted this one and I did this one, you gave me a double blessing, you sent it twice. It's incredible. I'm gonna wrap up with this verse and this story, then we're gonna close together. 2 Corinthians 9 verse seven says that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves the heart of a cheerful giver. Next Sunday is the first of two giving Sundays. And we have this brochure and we have this envelope so that you can take this home and you can pray. Today's not giving Sunday, next week's giving Sunday. 
Why? So that each of you can decide and come back ready to give, prayed up. And our goal this year is that every single person, look up here, every single person contributes towards Heart for the House. Because there have been many, many years where it's just a small group kicking the ball forward for everybody else. That's our challenge, that's our prayer, that's our hope. Let me try to bring it home with one more story. I don't know if you guys have seen one of these before. Depends on what generation you are, I think. But maybe you still have one of these in your garage. My wife, Vanessa, still has hers from high school and college. It holds CDs and DVDs. <laughs> and this is the way that we used to drive. And, and, and I'm pretty sure we were more dangerous then. Just trying to flip through the Rolodex of music. And, and you, would, you would get the, the CDs and you would burn your favorite playlist. And so you would, you'd get one out and this is the 90s mix and so we'd have Color Me Bad. Aaliyah, your 90s hit mix, Selena, and if you're a little bit rock and roll, Linkin Park, trying to just meet the needs of everybody today. If you keep flipping, you had other things, the 2000s hit mix, Usher My Way, come on now, a little bit of Coldplay, that's not bad, uh, Maroon 5, P. Diddy and the Bad Boy Family. If your country, which was not in mine, Carrie Underwood. The 2000 hit mix. But I love this, this image of, of just placing memories in this book and we would carry it everywhere we went because here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of kingdom expansion. Because before we were five locations and six locations, before we were Rock Church, Chula Vista and El Cajon and City Heights and before San Marcos, in the year 2010, we were just Rock Church. We were right here in this building where I'm standing. But in 2010, God gave this church a burden to expand the kingdom. And we started playing with this idea called multi-site. And there was a small group of people, when I was one of them, as a volunteer, I was a team member, as just a kingdom person, that would host the services from time to time. And we would burn on a DVD a copy of the 10 a.m. service from Pastor Miles. And we would take the DVD and we would put it in the case and we would write down the date and the name of the message. And we'd take that DVD and I would drive it up to this church in Carlsbad. And we just called it Rock Church North County. About 30 people unpacking a trailer, cooking meals. I didn't know what was going on. And I would get that DVD and I'd give it to the guy in the back and he'd pop it in and I'd welcome everybody and we'd have music and we'd watch the message. That was the beginning of us expanding the kingdom to the Rock Church, which would eventually become Rock Church North County, which eventually became Rock Church San Marcos. Hundreds of people, thousands of people over the last 10, 12 years meeting. I can only imagine the amount of lives that have been saved and changed because of the kingdom expansion. And so here's what I'm believing God for in our $6 million goal. And next week we come back ready to give is that we're going to go, I got a, 
I got a disc for Phoenix. And I got a disc for Orange County. And I got a disc for Las Vegas. The first one we're working on right now is a permanent home to expand the kingdom for Rock Church Chula Vista on the West Side Mall. Come on, somebody. If you believe by faith that God wants to expand the kingdom to the Rock Church, he's given us a vision. He's given us the heart. And our hope and prayer is that you would catch that heart for the house that we call the Rock Church. I want you to bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you've called us to expand the kingdom of God, your kingdom. May it come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So right now, Lord, as everybody's heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, there are people that have been struggling with this because there, there are, are those that contribute and there are those that watch others contribute. And so my challenge today to our church, as everybody's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if you would just pray, if you would commit to praying, about giving next week. It's a step of faith, it's an act of faith to say, I'm, I'm gonna pray about it. I'm gonna do what 2 Corinthians 9 verse seven says. I'm gonna decide this week about what I'm gonna contribute. If you can take that commitment today, would you just slip your hand up right now, wherever you are. You're gonna commit to pray. I'm gonna commit to it right now. Because the goal is everyone will commit to praying about it. Even if you don't get, you're saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be open to what God does. Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. Good, 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 good. Keep them up, keep them up. All of our campuses, hands going up. Good, good, good. You can give today if you want, but I'm asking you to commit to praying. And so Lord, what would you have me do? So Lord, thank you for every single hand, every single person. And we're saying, God, we hear you. We wanna decide in our heart how we're gonna get behind the vision of this church towards heart for the house and expanding your kingdom. Why? Because you said it. The kingdom is at hand. And so we bless you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's clap our hands. Thank the Lord.